Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. Of Louisiana ladies, um, hope everyone's week is off to a great start. Um, we've got our lovely co-host back this week. Maggie, glad to have you back. Glad to be back. Did you listen to the podcast that you were not on? No, I didn't. Maggie doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't. Usually I'm here listening to it firsthand. So Yeah, but you weren't on but the one. I, have to, I need to catch up because there's ones that I missed. To listen to them. Okay. All right. And then we have our lovely guest, Courtney Bush. Hi, everybody. Courtney and I have known each other for five whole years. Five. And it's been an amazing five years. It has. <laughs> <laughs> About to celebrate our five year anniversary. Um, anyway, so we'll talk to Courtney in just a minute. Um, so, but Maggie, since you weren't here last week because you were on vacation, mm-hmm. how was vacay? It was good. I was just thinking about it today. Um, my mom, my mom is going to be sixty this fall, and she goes along with my crazy ideas. So we are sun worshippers, is what I call it. But we love the beach, and um, I was jokingly suggesting that we reenact my high school graduation trip, where we drove in the middle of the night and like slept a few hours in the car and like watched the sunrise on the beach. And she was, like, gang for it. So we did that again. What a cool mom. She's a cool mom. Wow. I love her. By the way, uh, Maggie's high school trip was probably, like, two years ago. <laughs> no. Just to let I everyone. I have a 10-year reunion <gasps> coming up. Do you really? Yeah, I'm feeling kind of old. Yeah. <laughs> My 20 was last year. We didn't do anything because of COVID. Yeah. You're, you're old. No, you're, we're the same age. You graduated a year I before did. me. So yeah. my 20 year was two years ago. I just filled out the survey about it. I'm like, how's it been 10 years? I went to our 10. We had a lot of fun. I think it'll be fun. I told them in the quiz, in the survey that I was going to go. It was fun for me to go back because Patrick and I didn't date in high school at all. And then by the time our 10-year reunion came, we were married. And people, like some people knew, but they were like, wait. I'm like, I know, we're just saying, we're going to school together since kindergarten, and we uh, ended up married. So, yeah, just crazy how it it works. So, did you feel like you got some R&R? Yes. It was a very relaxing trip. Did you read the book club book? No, I didn't read a book. Oh, okay. That's, you don't like to read, do you? No, I do. I mean, it's okay. That came off aggressive. (laughs) I, no, I, I, I will get lost in a book. I just haven't gotten that way in a while. So what do you do on the beach if you don't read a book? Oh, I'm just curious. I just sit there. I mean, I swim and I'm I'm in the water. Okay. A lot. So I boogie boarded a bunch in the waves. Maggie's kind of like a big kid. Yes. That is a very good. Yeah. 
which I like that about you. A kid that wears grown-up clothes. (laughs) I'm disguised. (laughs) So, was it the whole family? The whole fam jam? Nope. It was girls' trip. It was my mom, my sister, Lulu, Lainey, my niece, my 10-year-old niece, who's now too cool for things, didn't come. Um, oh, she didn't come. Okay, Major and Cooper, I know that y'all are too young and y'all are not listening to this podcast, but if their moms are, I don't want them to get too cool. They're both 10. No way. No, she didn't How do you get too cool for the beach? She had a softball party that she'd rather go mm-hmm. to. Okay. So uh, she had a conflict. <laughs> sure. A 10-year-old conflict. Sure. <laughs> Schedule conflict. Exactly. Um, and then uh, my sister's cousin came too and she was kind of like my stand-in laney so she was on the boogie board with me so it was all good it was a great trip how were the waves they were good and where did y'all go we went to golf no orange beach orange beach okay mm-hmm. okay the, there's still a lot of storm damage mm-hmm. in florida mm-hmm. i kind of felt like a jerk i'm like wow y'all are still recovering mm-hmm. we we drove over you know it's it, 20-minute drive into Florida, and there was still, like, a ton of buildings that were destroyed. It was Mm -hmm. sad. Yeah, same thing with Pensacola, too. Um, Just takes a while to get it all back up and running. Let's hope for a very safe hurricane season that has started. Like, let's not get into the Greek alphabet. That'd be great. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. We were, like, on, we were recording podcast episodes, and we're like, Having to refresh our memories because, like, what is the Greek alphabet? Yeah, we're like, does it start with A? I don't think it starts with yeah, A. It starts with wait. D or something. The alpha and the omega. omega. Oh, okay. The beginning and the end. <laughs> Thank you. All right, well. You know, who really needs to know that piece of information? <laughs> a really active hurricane season. Okay, so, Maggie, I'm so glad you came back refreshed and you seem just happy to be back, right? Yes. Happy to be back at work. I'm a summer girl. So, um, but you'd be proud of me, Maggie, and this is both a weekend recap and a my proud of myself moment, is that I did yard work this weekend because we got our gutters installed. Didn't know we needed gutters, so quick shout out to Patrick, who gets shouted out a lot, but he's the one who said, we need gutters. Those got installed, and so my mom, who is my true shout out, she came to my house at like 9 o'clock on Saturday morning. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to digress here. So, speaking of my nephews. So, Major, who's my sister's oldest, he was dropped off at camp on Friday. So, just everybody just work with me here. Um, and he's going to be at camp for a month. Sleepaway Dang. camp. Sleepaway camp for a month. It's nine hours away. What? I was like, wow, that's far, man. Yeah. I would have never been able to do that when I was his age. He was super excited. He's got a friend going. And so, but his brother, who is seven, is sad. Garrison is sad because his, his older brother is going to be gone. So Saturday morning, he wanted to come run errands with me and Annie. And Annie is my mom, and that's what he calls her. And so he was super helpful. We went to Louisiana Nursery, and like literally, if I walk in, to Louisiana Nursery, I am totally overwhelmed. I have no idea what to do. I just basically follow my mom like a child, okay? So, but Garrison pushed the cart. You know, he was was very helpful. And so then we get back to my house. Oh, we came here too. We came to the office because I had a bunch of packages delivered because I was gone for a couple of days for my anniversary. And so he helped me with all the packages and uh, comes back to my house. And I was like, well, do you want to go home? 
And he was like, no, I'm going to stay here and watch the Lorax. And I was like, well, I will find the Lorax for you, buddy. <laughs> so he stayed there. Then he got hungry. So then I had to call Patrick, and I was like, "Can you, in your errands, can you please run by Calvin's and get some chicken salad for Garrison? Because I was just, I love him. But my mom and I worked in our yard for like three hours, okay? And my mom is like, if you need, sorry, I'm just saying, I'm not volunteering her for this, mom. She can pick weeds, like the best of them. So, oh, I need that. She told me it was therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So it is therapeutic when you get one and like a whole, like, it, it's like popping a pimple. Is how, is how I oh, equate it, right? Yeah. I was like, done, okay. done. Now you're, you are gone, okay? So we did that and then we laid pine straw and it looks fabulous. Then we went to Drusilla Imports. So we're all over local, the local places in Baton Rouge and I got a cute little bookshelf for my office and then we get back and my office in my house is a disaster. Like, my house is actually still a disaster, I feel like. Minus two. There's boxes. Yeah, that's right. You just moved. And I haven't touched them for two months. I haven't felt like it. But for some reason, on Saturday when we got back and I needed to organize that bookshelf, oh, I got in that office. It is so clean. And Mom helped me to a certain extent. But by that point, it was 4.30, and I'm pretty sure my dad was getting bored. So, you know... So thanks, Mom. You literally spent your entire day with me. Wow. That feels so good, though, right? I, I felt him. I didn't stop until 6. And Patrick was like, do you want a bath? And I was like, yes. And I got in the bathtub. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, um, my feet were actually throbbing. But it was so, like, it was so rewarding. Yeah. That's so nice. I think yard projects and, like, organization inside, it is so rewarding. And it feels so good. And then you just, the whole week, you're like... Look at this office. Mm-hmm. So organized. Yes. And I got my window treatments a couple of weeks ago. So that, all, that you know, that kind of gave me a little bit more motivation to get everything done. Because window treatments really do make a difference. Yes. So moving on through my weekend, I have this other last story. Um, I think I mentioned before that my dad is a terrible texter. No punctuation. We probably talked about it when he was on the podcast. He's also just not a good communicator in general. And so um, he asked, well, I shouldn't say that. He He's very good about letting me know what he wants for Father's Day, which I love because I don't have to think about it. So he wanted Omaha Steaks. We did that for Christmas. He loved it. And he was like, can you please, you know, I would really like it if you could do that. Sure, Dad. Easy. Boom, boom, boom. Go into your house. Order. Done. Supposed to get there on Saturday. Didn't get there on Saturday. I totally forgot about it. On Sunday morning, he calls me at like 11.30. I think me and Patrick were eating breakfast or something. And he said, hey, babe, I have bad news. And I'm like, I mean, like my stomach, like Patrick saw the look on my face. And Dad goes, the Omaha steaks, the Omaha steaks are thawed out, okay? And I'm like, Dad, Dad. No, you cannot do this to no. me. I, we've talked about this. He used to text me, hey, call me. And I'd call him. He's like, hey, I'm at Lowe's. I'm um, just wondering if you need some more, like, does this happen? Yes, it is the worst text. Call me when you have a minute. I'm like, I have a minute right now yes. because I think something really terrible happened. And I call, and it's my mom or my dad that are just like, oh, I was just calling to check on you. How's it going? I'm like, I don't have a minute for this. <laughs> I have a minute for an emergency. Right. So, anyway, so when he said that, I mean, it was, I said, well, Dad, I'll just call them. And and so, at this point, though, Dad is very, and, and my dad does not get upset, okay? He is a very, I mean, y'all met him. He was on the podcast. He's adorable. He is adorable, but he was very mad. I mean, he was really looking forward to these Omaha steaks. And I was like, well, I'll just get them to reship. And he's like, no, they've lost a customer. 
He's done. Jeez. No more Omaha. So I called the guy, and he was super, whoever it was that I talked to, was like, I am so sorry. I understand. This is very frustrating. I think it got delivered a day late. It shouldn't have done that. Discard it, and I'm going to overnight something so that y'all have a tracking number, and you'll be, and it will get there. So instead of the refund, I went that route, and I told Dad, I was like, okay, I'll, let's just, let's just, we got to give them a second chance, right? Thank the sweet Lord Jesus he texted me yesterday and said, the steaks are here and they're frozen. And then he put, yay, with an exclamation oh, point. <laughs> if he used punctuation, you know he is so excited. Yeah. So anyway, so dad, happy Father's Day and happy Father's Day to all the dads and dog dads and uncles and grandfathers and all kinds of things that, that'll happen. Uh, it would be yesterday, according to when this podcast comes out. So anyway, that was my very long-winded Whoops. Opening segment. Lainey, what happened to your hand- headphones that we ordered? Do we need to order you more? Maybe. Okay. We can do that. All right. Would anybody sponsor <laughs> us? Would anybody sponsor Oh, my God. Are you serious? I didn't think they were that cheap. They're from Amazon, right? All right. We'll have to look into that. Okay. Amazon return windows are closing real fast. Just an FYI. All of them across the board, or is it certain vendors in Amazon? I'm not sure. I just noticed one. Like, typically, returns on Amazon are very easy. You can kind of forget about them, still return. I went to go return something the other day, and, like, it didn't have the button, and it was like, the return window had closed. It's only been a month. I don't know. I thought it was a month. I do feel like there are different rules. I feel like that's long. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I feel like it was really fast. Maybe. Well, a month went by really fast, but you know, normally it's thirty days. I thought, just in general. I think there are different rules depending on vendors because I've actually had it where it's this is not eligible for free returns, or I can't return mm. it to. I have to return it myself. You know, sometimes you can bring it to the UPS store, Whole Foods, yes. and they'll package it for you, and yes. sometimes it doesn't qualify for that. So to me, it's a little bit inconsistent. Yes. But that's too bad. you got to really be on those returns. I'm telling you. Mm. Maybe I'm just used to... Well, what was I've it? gotten used to, like... What was this like, product? It was, like, a workout thing, a workout tank. Well, maybe I'll buy it from you. Well, I ended up putting it back on. I was like, I mean, I do kind of like... <laughs> Why was I returning it? Forced to keep it. You're like, okay, it's not that bad. But um, maybe I've just got used to, like, COVID return policies where it was like, you have forever to return. Right. Because right. we have no fear. Or, like, or what are we going to do? And, you know, probably towards the end of the year, I was, like, last year, whenever we went to Lake Tahoe, it was like, you can cancel your reservations up till the day before, you know? Yes. We're going to be like, wait, what do you mean? You know? Um, these policies. <laughs> so, uh, now I forgot where I was going with my, my long. Oh, Lainey's headphones. All right, Lainey. So, we'll get you some more. Thank you. All right, moving on. Word of the episode. Word of the episode. Word up. The word of the episode. Hold up. Let's see. Jocund. Marked by or suggestive of high spirits and lively mirthfulness. And mirth is gladness or gaiety as shown by or accompanied with laughter. Yeah, I went ahead and looked that one up too because I was thinking. That's helpful, Amy. It's always hard when they use a word. A complicated word to describe. A complicated word. A complicated right? word. Mm-hmm. I like that word. Yeah. Jocund. Yeah. Do y'all know what word I've been hearing a lot or reading or like it's been, I just noticed it. Is, is it a past word of the episode? Yes, Bogart. 
Oh, and now you know it. Yeah. Or you really Where have it. you been hanging out that you hear a lot of people use? I, I just read it just in a book, and I feel like I was watching a show, and they were like, you're going to bogart that. And I was like, mm. what? That's the law of attraction. Because you're like, aware. Yeah, once you hear it, and then you like start to see it It's everywhere. like when you want a car, a certain car, and you like, you're like, okay, literally, this everyone now has this car, you know? Like so. a Kia Telluride. I'd love to get one of those. Wait, I feel like they're somebody, everywhere, and I'm not even in the market for one. Somebody at Pilates has one. Mm. Oh, or who parks in the parking lot. I notice because I look for your car every time. I know. I look for your car, too. Wow. <laughs> So cute. And somebody else drives a car like yours, and it tricks me every time because it's super early in the morning. And so I pull up, and I'm like, there's Missy. <laughs> and I drive up, and I park next to him, look over, and I was like, not Missy. So <laughs> sorry, yeah, stranger. yesterday, a car kind of looked like yours. And I was like, oh, she's here, and it's Tuesday. And then I looked closer, and I was like, it's not her car. There were two new people in the class, too. They said that they weren't going to come tomorrow for Andrew's class. I was like, just come. He'll be fine. Yeah. He's, he's like literally harmless. He's great. Yes, he is. I actually like him a lot. So now we're going to talk about Courtney. To Courtney. <laughs> Courtney, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on our podcast. Oh my gosh. It is truly my pleasure. I'm so glad y'all had me. So Courtney, tell the audience where we met. So we met, as I have learned five years ago, uh, which flies. Time flies. Oh God. In BRAC leadership. So we were in the BRAC leadership program, and we have some friends in common, but Kelly Bondi Troutman Mm -hmm. was also in our leadership class, and you knew Kelly, and I knew Kelly, and so we connected there and just had a rip-roaring good time hanging out once a month. So um, we did. I think we rode on the bus together one time, and you were talking about how you do Whole30. Oh, See, I, was I have these very vivid memories of you, which is kind of weird because you're, you know, still alive. But like the R, I, I think you can have vivid like memories eat, of people like when they're still alive. The RX bars, yes. Um, and I remember so without giving the audience too much information on Brack leadership, you do an opening retreat. We were the only retreat that we had to go home early because that was the 2016 flood. We all woke up on Friday morning to our phones, the alarms going off on our phones, and all of a sudden offices are closing in Baton Rouge, and we are in the great town, city. I would call it a town. The town of Robert, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Yeah, like a... Um, at a retreat center. At a, an actual retreat center. But what you do in your opening retreat is you... It's a game? Sure. Can I say what it is? I don't know the rules, but I think so. Well, you're broken up into groups. We'll just say this. You're broken up into groups, and you're supposed to work together, and each group is a different... There's different challenges that each group has. Yeah, it's a simulated society game. So they simulate society and put you into different groups, so you represent different... um, Facets of society. Yes, and you try to work together... To be successful in that simulated society. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Super interesting, I thought. So, like, what group were you in? What's an, what's an example? Oh, so it's just colors. And it's based off of the amount of resources you have. Yes. Right? So. I was in the group that had zero resources. I opened my envelope with nothing. I think other groups might have opened their envelope with Monopoly money. Sure. So some groups, there's a group that has the most resources, a couple of groups in the middle, and then a group that has no resources. So to simulate, you know, the way our our society is set up. 
but it's really super interesting and they throw little challenges in the mix that you have to navigate and it's just amazing how quickly people adapt based on that and try to overcome those challenges in any way they can based on the amount of resources they have. It's really fascinating, I think. So before we went, there were rumors, you know, from other past participants that if you were in the one without a lot of resources, you couldn't eat, okay? And so, um, Courtney, I also vividly remember whenever I got called into the no resource group, she was like, I brought snacks. I was like, it's fine. That didn't, I mean, we didn't starve, but I will say that, so we, so we basically spend the whole day in this room with these people that some, I knew a few of them, but I'll be honest, I had a blast. Red group, we had so much fun in the red group. I hope I can say that. But, so we, we go to dinner. Like, spoiler And Kelly Troutman's like, are y'all okay? Because we had no resources. So, like, we didn't have, I mean, literally we sat there and we kind of waited for the other groups to come and help us out, okay? And so... I was like, yeah, we're having a blast. And she's like, are you serious? <laughs> I don't know what everybody was expecting. We were in the smallest room in the building. I think that was the point. But, you know, it was fine. We all just, yeah, me I, and a few others, they, they were guests on the podcast, a few of these ladies that I was sitting in the corner with. Yeah, I just always get really nervous when I think there's a prospect I won't be able to eat. It's I don't get nervous about a lot, but the lack of being able to, I love to eat. And I, I need to eat probably more frequently than most people, I think. So I brought snacks. Yes. Just in case. You never know. Yeah. Right. I was not prepared. I did not bring snacks. But anyway, it was great. But we, like, had just gotten to this point. You know, we all wake up and we hear all this stuff. And they're like, well, we're just going to go ahead and, you know, let's keep playing the game. And we'll keep an eye on the weather. And we're, like, two hours into it. And, man... We were at this point that we had built up some resources and we were about to do something. And then they were like, y'all got to go home. And then we leave. And I can say this. Do you remember what happened when we left? So we all leave. And, like, you all carpool there. So they assign you people to ride with based upon where you live. Okay? So there were several. Like, Kelly Troutman and I rode together because we lived in the Garden District. So we go to leave. And a tree... A big tree had fallen across, like, the gravel road. Literally a tree. Like, none of we couldn't leave. A huge tree. And we were all like, is this part of the Simsock? Like, <laughs> is this, like, the Simsock is real life? And so, of course, like, all the guys get out and they kind of try to, like, move the tree. And, the challenge and I'm like, I'm driving and I'm just like, mm. Let's see how this goes. Everyone is getting out to look at it. As if the 10 people before you didn't see the one thing that it takes to, to <laughs> remove the tree. So then one more person would go and look. Yeah, no, there's for sure a tree stuck in the road. <laughs> yeah, so um, they finally moved it. And then I that was probably one of the scariest drives because it was... Everybody remembers this, and and I'm sorry for the people that, that flooded. Hopefully this isn't bringing back horrific memories. But, I mean, the rain. I could barely see, you know, so. Was this Friday? This was the Friday of the flood. Okay. So we actually, my parents, at the time, my daughter, Sarah, was, this was 2016, so she was two. She had just turned two, and my parents had taken her to the beach, and I was supposed to meet them at the beach on Mm. Friday after our retreat. So I leave there and start heading to Orange Beach. And I don't think any of us really understood the magnitude Mm -hmm. of the rain or the storm at Mm -hmm. that time. So we continued on to the beach and we ended up 
staying at the beach, monitoring the weather the whole time, and then leaving in the middle of the night a day early because we were worried we wouldn't be able to get back into Baton Rouge. It was just such a wild, unsettling time. Yes, it was... um... That was my freshman year of college. So I drove to LSU oh, and like wow. moved in during all of that. It was crazy. And then we got like stranded in Miller. <laughs> sure. What a place to be well, stranded. Right. Miller was high up, you know? Yeah. What floor were you on? You don't remember? I remember my room number. I don't. No. I was Maybe on the fifth floor, but I was in Hurricane. Five? Oh, okay. I, I was on five. Floor. Were you in 541? Because that was my room. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because ten years later, ten years later, idea. my sister was in the, my yeah. same room. She got a sign. That's, so that's weird. Anyway, all right. So, and we've just digressed. All right. So, Courtney. Yeah. So, are you from Baton Rouge? I am. I grew up in Baton Rouge. I graduated from McKinley High School, which is a public school in Baton Rouge. Um, it's a magnet school, right? It's actually has the gifted program. So okay. there are some public high schools in Baton Rouge that have uh, magnet programs. McKinley Middle has a magnet program, so people often get that confused with McKinley High School, which has the gifted program. But uh, it was an incredible experience. I loved my high school experience. And then I went to LSU. And a few years after I graduated from LSU, I moved to Chicago for six years just because I didn't want to live and die in Baton Rouge and never live anywhere else. And I was able to move there with a job, which was helpful. So wait, what did you graduate in? So I graduated in mass communications, public relations was my focus. And I intended to work in that. I had a job lined up before I graduated. Months before I graduated, I was interning with them and I was going to work with them after graduation. And about two weeks before graduation, one of the principals of the firm came to me and said, we were supposed to get this contract. I believe the contract was with Shell Oil at the time, and we did not get it. And so, unfortunately, we are not going to be able to hire you. And so, I am a planner. (laughs) And so, I was banking on this. I wasn't interviewing for jobs. I wasn't looking for jobs. And so, I kind of went into panic mode, and I remember talking to my dad, and he said, have you ever considered the pharmaceutical industry? And I said, no, absolutely not. So I did because I wanted a job and I I found this opportunity that was just for a year in Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, The guy that I would be replacing got called to active duty in the military. At that time, this was 2003, so Mm -hmm. we were involved in a war. And he was called to active duty and they were looking for someone just to replace him for that year. So I was not guaranteed anything after that year, but it was great for me. I was 21 years old. Yeah, why not? I didn't even know if this was something I wanted to do, and so it worked out. They offered me the job, and I took it and moved to Lafayette and did that, and then it just worked out, and I've been in the pharmaceutical industry now for 18 years. Wow. I didn't yeah. realize it was that long. Courtney, our breath going to be 40 this year. Thanks on your dad yeah. just saying... Have you ever thought? Yeah, and so we just crazy? made connections because, you know, he knew someone that worked in that industry, and I just reached out to talk to her, and they just happened to have this opening. So it was, a, it was quite serendipitous, I think. Uh, and it's been a great business. I've been able to do sales roles. Um, I've spent a lot of time doing training and learning and development, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm passionate about learning for myself and for other people. So it's been good to me. So... But just recently, and by recently, maybe, I don't know how long you've been in school, but you decided, you made a decision. I did. To go back to school. 
I did. And get your master's. I did. And I was a person who told everyone, like, I am not going back to school. I don't need to go back to school. I don't want to go back to school. But I will say for the better part of probably 12 years, I thought about the field of organizational psychology, which is essentially just applying concepts of psychology to businesses to help create better work experiences, more productive work environments um, for people. And I'd thought about that field quite a bit and about doing some sort of advanced learning or professional development in that world. It's loosely tied to some of the training work that I had done before. And I never did it because I was too busy. I didn't have enough time. It was going to be expensive. You know, I had tons of excuses. So finally, it just became so strong for me and prevalent that this was something I needed to do. I think a lot of people come to this point in your career where you think, I decided what to do for the rest of my life when I was super young. Right. Right. You know, I was 18 or 21 or whatever, and I committed to this career And it's so interesting to me that we expect people to know what they want to do forever at such a young age where you're still really just figuring stuff out. And so I think I got to the point where that was so strong for me that I had to explore it just for a a personal development side of it. And so I applied. Uh, I talked to Ethan, my husband, about it. And he was, of course, super gung-ho and supportive about it. And so I applied. And went and I will say it was one of the best experiences of my whole life like it was I look back on it I just finished in May so it's still fresh but I look back on that experience with so much joy and just gratitude that I was able to do it and I don't think I would have felt that way about it had I done it when I was right out of undergrad you do have more of an appreciation when you go back to school for whatever reason and so when I went back I was you know 28 so I wasn't quite in my 30s yet, but I was paying that bill, you know, and so I was going to be the best that there was to be in accounting. Um, But congratulations. Thanks. And so that was a two-year program? It was a year and a half. So I went straight through full-time while also working full-time. And then as it turns out, last year we were also homeschooling our children Mm -hmm. and, you know, sharing every moment of every day together. Not that it wasn't blissful, but (laughs) I've actually found myself wishing – for moments that we had in COVID again, just some of the slowdown. But. So I'm going to say that too, and I keep trying not to think about that, but my calendar is a disaster right now. And I'm like, when am I going to do some of this stuff that I need to do? My calendar wasn't like this in COVID. I know. It was such a gift. And I remember when we were in that time, I was thinking, how can we preserve some of this? Right? Yeah. How can we not get back to the point where we're so overscheduled Running and overrun that we can slow down some and have more balance? And I think it's better for all of us. And I think we end up being better at the things we choose to give our time to in the long run. But it's amazing how easy it is to just jump right back in mm-hmm. to being overscheduled and doing activities and meetings and wanting to say yes to everything. It comes with boundaries. Hard to practice boundaries. Man, boundaries. It's hard. Um, probably need an actual therapist on this podcast about boundaries specifically. That would be so fun. Yeah. So, um, but I'm with you on that. I'm kind of just thinking that everybody has just had this itch to get back out and about. And so maybe at some point it'll slow down again. Or maybe that's just an unrealistic expectation for me. Yeah. As I look at my own calendar. It's so hard to stuff it back in once you let it out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so speaking of 
Um, you brought up your husband. Yeah. Ethan Bush. Yes. And he is, I'm going to say lovely, but <laughs> he's, he just, he's just a great guy. Um, very friendly. I feel like he could talk to anyone. He can. And so, you know, one of the things that you, you know, in addition to going back to school, you had the COVID, all that kind of, not you had the COVID, but we dealt with COVID. Right. Yes. Um, was co-parenting. Yeah. Because y'all both had, have kids from previous marriages. We do. So we actually just celebrated our third wedding anniversary on June 1st, and we call it our anniversary at our house. But he has a son um, who is going to be 12 in July, so James is my stepson, our son, and then I had Sarah, who will be seven in August, and... Blending families is certainly not for the faint of heart, uh, and that's something that we work really hard at in our house, and we're lucky to have other parents to co-parent with that sort of share the same philosophy, which helps. Uh, so we keep our kids, you know, try to keep our kids at the forefront of all the decisions we make, but certainly co-parenting can be challenging. Um, there's a lot of moving parts. You know, other people that don't live inside your house influence the way things are done mm-hmm. inside your house. And that can be a tough thing to accept. Um, but we try to do it and, and try to laugh about all the flubs we make along the way. Well, it looks like y'all just went on a trip for your family, for family anniversary. That's a, that's a, <laughs> it's a mouthful. That's a hard word for me to say because <laughs> words are just hard. So tell us about that trip. Where did you guys go? So we went to um, the Smoky Mountains. So we spent a couple days in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We took a road trip and our kids are very lucky kids. And when we told them we were driving for eight to 10 hours in the car, they were like, Ugh. and I said, you know what? This is exactly why we are sticking you in the car for 10 hours because you need to know what that feels like. Um, but we all had a great time. We spent two days in Chattanooga and we did like the Rock City Ruby Falls. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been to Chattanooga, which it's beautiful there and Chattanooga is like booming. It's coming back. Mm -hmm. They have a pretty vibrant scene. And then we went over to the Smoky Mountains and we actually went glamping. And you know, Maggie's a big actual camper. Are you Maggie? Yeah. Uh, That's exciting. Where did you? Yeah, glamping tents. So we went glamping outside the Smoky Mountains. Now, I used to camp, like, in a tent with a sleeping bag that I would hike in with. Um, There were lots of places when I lived in Chicago, sort of around Michigan, Illinois, that were nice. Temperature-wise is what I'm thinking of. That's what we have to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We could talk about it off the podcast, but I'm just curious about your time in Chicago. Oh, yeah. I'd love to talk about that. It's a great city. I love Chicago. Um, so anyway, we went to these glamping tents. It's this chain, this company that sets it up outside of national parks. It's called Under Canvas. And I'm about to sound like a spokesperson for them. I swear I'm not getting paid, but they are fabulous. And I asked my family, I tend to get us into some shenanigans. So my whole family was like, what is she making us do? And I said, you know what? I'm asking you for two nights. And Ethan is more of a resort guy than a camping guy. It's not really his jam. But I knew I liked him. <laughs> he's like, I'll give you two nights, no problem. And it ended up being everyone's favorite part of our trip. We wish we had stayed longer. So this was high-class situation. I mean, we had a king-size bed in our tent. It was mm-hmm. on a platform. There was no electricity, but we had a bathroom in our tent. 
and there's a lobby tent with a bar and a restaurant. The food was the best food we had on our whole trip. So it was great. And they had this huge outdoor area where you could do yoga. They had yard games for the kids. Every night they'd make a fire and do s'mores around the fire. So we will absolutely stay there again. We've already started looking at other national parks we can visit that have this company with glamping tents. There are bathrooms? Did you say that already? I was looking at the website. I did. There's a bathroom in our tent. We had one. You can choose a like tent does that doesn't work? have a bathroom. Well, it's got course. it's like hooked up to plumbing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I the shower is one of those pool chain showers. It's basically like an outdoor resort. Yes. I mean, it sounds like it was very nice. It was very nice. And I will tell you, the people were amazing that worked there. There was something to be said for going to a place, and everyone just seems so genuinely happy to be at their oh, job. Don't yeah. you just Maybe feel like difference. people that work in the outdoors in great weather are happier? Are happier. Yes. I mean, when we went to I Vail. I think you would like that. I, oh, I, I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. Robin, my... The my interior decorator actually emailed me about that last year, that same company. It's awesome. And I was like, "What? It's a tent." <laughs> She's like, "No, it's like a nice tent, you know." Do they call them yurts, or they actually call them? Tents? They call them tents. Okay. They do look a little like yurts, but okay. they uh, they call them tents. So, what did you eat? They had, I mean, I don't know if they have aspiring chefs there or what, but one morning for breakfast <laughs> they had this caramelized onion frittata. So they have... They they, have a kitchen in the tent. The lobby tent is a bar and a kitchen. I got introduced to this new hard seltzer that I love. It's called Flying Panda. It's... So we won't be able to find that here. Probably not. But it's a lady out of Tennessee. She's starting to expand. Now, why do you love this seltzer? Okay, well, it tastes really good, first of all. And second of all, there's an animal on each flavor, each can... And you can scan a QR code, and the proceeds from the sale of that can go to save that animal. Oh. Which is, I awesome. mean, I'm a sucker for a Jeez. corporate social responsibility situation. Like, you, if you're a B Corp, Athleta is a B Corp, I'm all over it. I'm like, <laughs> take all my money. You're going to do something good with this? Have it. So, this is the same way, and it tastes really good. Anyway, delicious flying panda. Okay, so they have a little lobby with the kitchen, and they, they, like, part of your package is food? Well, no, you pay for it separately. Oh, okay, okay, but there's but food there. it's set up like a hotel almost, but it's just tents instead of rooms. So what was the weather like? What was the temperature? The temperature was amazing. The highs got to maybe, maybe 80, and the lows were in the 60s. So we just unzipped the windows, and we were perfectly comfortable. It was delightful. Okay, Patrick, we have to look into that. We'll see what he says next week. Patty cake. It's a good jam. you got to do it. It's so fun. Patty cake. Patty cake. Patty cake. I was telling uh, Courtney that every time I bring up her name to Patrick, he's like, Courtney? I'm like, yes, the one we did live after five with, and then or we Courtney and I met for a drink live after five, went to dinner. He's like, oh, yeah, Courtney, Courtney and Ethan. I'm like, yes, the Courtney and Ethan. I think we need to just make some new memories. So we do. We need to do it. this again. Yeah. Because it was one of... It was one of my favorite Friday nights. And it was so Courtney, like, thinks about everything. I don't think about eating. Well, to pump the brakes, I don't think about everything. I think about eating. That is very important. And so I knew where this was headed. And it was downtown, live after five. Things were going to get crowded. So I made sure to secure a reservation just in case. You can always cancel it. But you can't go get one when there's none to be had. Yes. 
This, and so she was like, oh, my kind of girl. So we get there, and we, well, actually all four of us end up meeting separately. And she's like, we get to, we have a drink at the watermark, which we got to go back. Yeah. Because that was, I mean, I still remember this drink. This was almost two years ago. I'm it was like the, the not your grandmother's mimosa or something like that. Is that it was, yeah, it was like a sparkling yeah. number. So then Ethan and Patrick meet us. All, so we all basically Ubered individually. Okay. And so... But then we go to live after five, and Courtney's like, um, I hope it wasn't presumptuous, but I did make reservations at 7.30. <laughs> and me and Patrick are like, no, like, we're really glad you made reservations, because we're those people that it's like 9 o'clock, and we're like, okay, now we absolutely, we have to eat. And it was great. And we were all home at 9.30, and it was a Friday, and you had a very productive day on Saturday. Yeah. I can't find myself in a spot to get hangry. They do that a lot. <laughs> we do it a lot. <laughs> So I got on our trip that I just talked I need about. You. We also went to Dollywood, and I love Dollywood. How do you not? Well, first of all, Dolly Parton mm-hmm. is queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did not realize this, but our kids are Dolly Parton fans, and so Sarah on our way was like, "I read a book about her, and she wore a coat of many colors, and I mean, she was on it." So we played a Dolly playlist. We poured our cups of ambition. We rolled on to Dollywood, <laughs> but. I let myself get hangry in Dollywood. Mm. If there's a place you should not get hangry, it is a theme park. Right. And I did it. So, lesson learned. Okay. Be prepared. Okay, so you're not perfect. That's right. <laughs> I am human and fallible. So, other than that vacation, was there another vacation that is memorable to you? Why, yes, Melissa, there is. So Do tell us about this one. Um, newsflash, I already know what she's going to say, <laughs> in case anybody didn't figure that out. So this has probably been three or four years ago, I would say. Uh, Julie Laparouse, who I would say, I would call her a friend of the pod, would y'all? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, um, potential future guest of the pod, but Julie is, I'm lucky enough, is my best friend. And a few years ago... I had gone through a divorce and had a newborn and had a lot of other things happen with work and I got this crazy rash in Costa Rica. That's a story for another day. And it just, it was rough. So I was looking for a break and a vacation and she was wrapping up this really crazy work project and she said, at the end of this, let's go somewhere on a trip. Well, I love Southern California. And so we went to Los Angeles for a day or so and visited a friend of mine out there. And then we went on to Santa Barbara. And one of the things that someone told me I had to do in Los Angeles was a Korean bathhouse. Well, I had done this before. So I had gone and been to this Korean bathhouse before. And so I told Julie, I said, we have to go to this Korean bathhouse. You will love it. It is the most amazing experience and it's not expensive. You can get a full body massage and scrub and I have never felt more clean and relaxed in my entire adult life. I'm going to pretend I'm Julie. Oh, Courtney, that sounds fantastic. Okay, now let's see what this bathhouse is really like. So we go and I tell her, I said, look, I feel like I need to adequately prepare you for the scene in this bathhouse. Like when we go, everyone is naked. <laughs> so you have to be okay with that, are you okay? And Julie and I live together and, you know, we're very comfortable with each other. And she's like, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's fine. I think I'm, I said, okay, well, when you go, 
everyone is going to be naked. And so apparently telling her everyone was going to be naked didn't quite prepare her <laughs> that everyone is going to be naked. And you're in a room. So we check in, and the people there have clothes on. Did she, I was about to say, did she wear so, clothes? <laughs> so the people at check-in counter, they're wearing clothes. So that's all good. You check in. They're nice enough. They show you to the locker room where everyone is naked. Just and like so, you said. Yeah, just like I said. <laughs> and Julie's like clutching her robe, and she's like, hey, everyone is naked. I said, yeah. I said, everyone is naked. So... We change, which means get naked, (laughs) and proceed to walk to the room where you wait. And this room is one giant room with four or five hot tubs, if you will, showers around that perimeter. And then there's a side room with a bunch of tables, like massage tables, with no sheets or covers on them, and there's like the... I mean, why do you need a sheet? Everyone's (laughs) naked. That's the point. That's right. So there's a wet... We're going to do some modesty here. (laughs) There's the wet stuff that you see in restaurants to, I guess, help the people grip that are having to walk on this surface. But anyway, so that's on the side, and you go and you get in the hot tub and wait for them to call. You shower, which there's something very interesting about... I know everyone is naked, but watching you shower when everyone is naked, that feels weird. Like an invasion of privacy. Yeah, it's a little much. Too far, I think. But anyway, so we go and we sit in the hot tub. I mean, they should at least have curtains. Sure. So we're sitting in the hot tubs and we're just talking. And I'm telling Julie a story about like where we're going to go to dinner that night or something. And she said, I am sure what you are telling me is very interesting, but I cannot concentrate on anything you are saying. Because there is a woman butt naked behind you. Her vagina is right over your head. (laughs) And I grabbed her face and I said, look here. I told you everyone was going to be naked. I need you to get it together. (laughs) And she's like, okay. All right. Okay, I got it. I'm going to get it together. So they call her number. And the ladies that do your services are wearing... Um, Black panties and a black bralette. So they're not completely naked, to be fair. So I feel like, man, I really prepared her because this is better than expected. So we get on the tables and they go to town. They like start scrubbing. The first thing they do is fill a five-gallon bucket, like the ones you see at Lowe's and Home Depot, full of very warm water and just like waterboard you with it. Like throw it on you on the table and it just rushes up your body. And then they start scrubbing and they get this like loofah thing that's deconstructed and they just start going to town on every part of your body. So y'all can't see Courtney, but basically the loofah looks like a lot, like not like a ball, like a loofah that's a, that you would use in the shower. It's like a long sponge. Yeah. The long sponge. So so they've got one hand on each end. Yes. And they are. They're basically flossing you. Yes. <laughs> Everyone is doing the movement. So I have to I have to stand up for this part. So no Julie way. and I are laying next to each other on tables next to each other. And I'm in my zone, right? I'm here to relax. So I'm like laid on the table like this, you know, catching a nap. And at one point Julie said she looks over at me to be like, Oh my God. Freak like, out. are we doing this? We're doing this. And she looks over and she said, I was like this. 
Yeah. Courtney was <laughs> into she was, it. She was in it. Just <laughs> drooling asleep, like totally zen and relaxed. And Julie was like, oh, okay. Well, all right. Julie's struggling with it. So she's struggling. <laughs> but she will tell you. She will go back. It was a great experience. It is well worth it. So I highly recommend going to a Korean bathhouse if you have the chance. A few comments on that. I feel like telling somebody that everyone's naked and then actually seeing everyone naked, it's it's might just be a little bit of a shock. Apparently, yeah. that's the case, yes. But I would have been like Julie 100%. Like, you're trying to talk about real-life stuff, but I'm in a bathhouse full of naked people. Yeah. So I'm a bit distracted. Yeah. I'd say that's our probably our most unique story we've had on the pod. Well, I, I have to say I cannot recommend it enough. Anytime I am given the opportunity to go to a Korean bathhouse, I will 100% do it. I'm thinking a loofah, like being floss with a loofah would be very rough and abrasive. It doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't. Maybe it's a soft loofah. Maybe so. So how does your skin feel after this experience? Like it has been completely rejuvenated and renewed. I have never been softer in my life. So much so that I wanted to tell everyone, like, touch my arm. Like, feel how soft it is. Truly amazing. You've never felt softer. Do you do any dry brushing? Not on a routine basis. Okay. I have done it before. What is that? I've heard about it recently, and it's sort of like a way to... Your heart. Yeah. Yeah, a way to exfoliate. Get rid of dead skin. Yeah. I think it helps with circulation it's too, It's for circulation. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's why you do it towards your heart. Yeah. So it's, I have a dry brush, but I've only used it a handful of times. It's pretty, um, you know what? I'm going to dry brush today. Yep. Yeah. Let's do that this weekend. Dry brush. Do that. Pick it back up. All right. That's right. Can you order one from Amazon? I'm sure. Okay. I mean. Well, that was... Hopefully our listeners enjoyed that story. Should we post a picture of our first Happy, happy to do it. <laughs> Courtney is clearly not modest. I mean, let's just be honest. All right. You know, she's I like, I mean, it. everybody's naked. But, you know, that's, that's, yeah, that's just how it is. The way God made us. That's right. Um, okay. So let's talk about your fun fact. Oh, okay. So I, to this day... Do not believe Courtney Bush. No, Let's talk not. about it. Let's get it all out on the table. So, please. Courtney has no sense of smell. It's true. My husband also doesn't believe me. So, if that and makes you feel any better. Most of the time, me and Courtney are together. I'm like, really? You really can't smell that? And she's like, why would I make this up? Yeah. Okay, so how did that happen? So, the story of how it happened isn't super fun. But I, when I was a kid, I had nosebleeds really bad. And so I had my nose cauterized a lot, which is basically they chemically burn the inside of your nose. And I suppose, God bless my mother, she's a sweet lady, but doing it once or twice wasn't enough. So I had it done many, many times on both sides. And so what they think happened, although they're not quite sure, is that it just chemically singed my nerve endings because I can taste, see earlier earlier comments about loving to eat, so I can taste, it is possible to lose some of your olfactory nerves and not all of them. So that's not a complete mystery, but yeah, so I can't smell. It's true. Nothing. Like no dirty diapers when I had my daughter, which was a problem. I was always worried she was going to be the smelly kid. Because you wouldn't be able to know. Yeah. And we were rolling solo, you know, so I was like... I can't let her be. I was constantly checking. I feel like I would be worried about myself. I'd be like, oh, is my deodorant still yeah. working? I think you've said that to me yeah, before. Yeah, for sure. 
I mean, I've never noticed that. I used to wear a funny story. When I went to airports, I used to have as much anxiety as I get because you have to take your shoes off. And I was always worried my feet would stink. So before I would go to airports, I would like spray. I had this deodorant I would spray on my feet just in case. No idea if the deodorant smelled good or not. No clue. I started to learn names of scents that people think smell good or at least clean that are pretty common. So like the crisp linens and the, you know, those sort of scents. But I get a lot of help. And if you come to my house, you are 100% obligated to tell me if it doesn't smell good, whether you think it's embarrassing or not. I just, I need to know. Do you, you know? remember any scents prior to? That is such a good question. I do. I remember two. I remember oranges and magnolias. Oh, those are such good ones. This is my question. Please. It is 2021 and they can't figure out how to fix this for you? So what's funny about that, maybe they could before, but you know, one of the hallmark symptoms of COVID is that you lose your sense of smell. So a lot of people lost their sense of smell because of COVID last year that otherwise wouldn't have had that experience. And somebody was telling me recently, a friend, that he knows a physician at Emory, I believe, who got COVID, lost her sense of smell, and started to look into how to get your sense of smell back. Smell therapy. So she's doing smell therapy Mm -hmm. with essential oils where you have to smell these certain oils Mm -hmm. seven or eight times a Mm -hmm. day. And so... I looked into that because I was worried my sense of smell wasn't going to come back after I had COVID. But it came back. It did after day four, thank God. Yeah. So most of the time, I'll be honest with you, not having a sense of smell is not a terrible thing. Um, but there are times where it could be detrimental, like, you know, fire or. But here's the thing. Like, I love, like, scents bring back memories to me or they, like, I mean, I love a good lavender smell. Yeah, and it's funny. Or is it just like what you don't know you don't miss? I think that's probably true. But what's funny is I still use, like, essential oils in my bath sometimes lavender um i'm a big fan of epsom salt baths mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so i will use lavender scented just in case it does something to me even if i can't smell it and then the lady that i get massages from she and i are trying to experiment with whether it does anything or has any effect if she uses them because i always tell her just pick something you like because it really doesn't matter to me she's like well let's see if something happens but the problem is I always forget to think about it after. Yeah. It's yeah. so off my radar. Mm-hmm. But the smell therapy thing sounds very intense. It is. Like seven or eight times a day having mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. sniff some oils. I don't know if that would... Well, I mean, I guess people with COVID are having the same experience with the... What did you say? The also, what nerve? Olifactory. Olifactory. Good Lord. Okay. I'll, Word I'll, of the day. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I really do. And then I forget that Courtney can't smell sometimes. A lot of people do. Actually, most of the time, because it's just not very common. Yeah. yeah, and it's everyone is fascinated by it when they find out about it. I'm, also, I'm just fascinated even taste. Because like when I have a sinus infection, if I lose, or if my nose is stopped up and I lose my sense of smell, a lot of times I'll lose my sense of taste, too. I know. I can't. Thank goodness. Because, I mean, eating is one of life's great pleasures. It's just crazy to me that you can eat and not smell the food that you're eating. It's true. But I know, doesn't it just seem what, unbelievable? Um like some people like open their mouth when they the wine and yeah. they feel like they can Okay. 
Is it? I have a story about wine. It's so because this is. Are you about to say it's embarrassing? Or you just talked about a Korean bathhouse. <laughs> so it's not really embarrassing, but it's something that I, I'm not typically a person who goes along to get along. Like I don't necessarily do things just to blend in. But this is something I do because when I share that I don't have a sense of smell, it becomes a conversation, and it sort of takes over. The conversation, right? Because people are interested in it. And there are some situations where you don't really want to do that. So I was doing a <laughs> wine tasting over Zoom, actually through grad school. And we were all like smelling the wine. People were, you know, smelling the wine and swirling it. And so I just pretended like I could because I didn't want to draw attention to it. And I wanted to blend in, you know. And then later, as we all drank, more wine and the wine tasting went on i i told them spilled the beans yeah i was like so actually i can't smell it at all i know i don't i mean for me it doesn't affect my experience because i don't have a point of reference right. i don't know just makes me sad for you well i'm not sad so you I shouldn't know. be sad i just like love lavender <laughs> okay all right well courtney that was just you know a fabulous um interview with you Thank you. So, we're going to... Do I have anything else that we need to talk about? Am I missing something? Anyone? Nope. Me? Yeah. Oh, I, this well, is I, not my show. Now so. you gotta, now you got to answer our five um, questions. Okay. Our FAQs. Okay. Wine or cocktail? Oh. I, I really, we need to start filming these because people reactions Like, when we... They're like, that one's kind of hard. Well, I'd start with a cocktail and then switch to wine. I'm kind of the same. My new routine on Friday nights, so Patrick can make a mean martini. Just a, like a straight up vodka martini. He could make it dirty if I wanted it, but a lot of times just one martini with some olives in it. And he's kind of spoiled me. Like he's... Yeah, I love a dirty martini. Patrick really is a great guy. I, you don't have to sell me on him. <laughs> so You I, had me at, do you want a bath? <laughs> When you said that, I was like, oh, Patty Oh, yeah, he does that. He likes it. And sometimes yeah. if I run my own bath, he's like, why are you doing that? I can do that for oh, you. Oh, he asked you if you wanted a bath so that he could it start it. Yes. Aww. Oh, that is very nice. Yes. I thought he was just, like, trying to tell you you needed to do no. that. No, no, no. He was like, do you want a bath? Like, he runs wow. it. Oh, so, yeah. that's so nice. Get you a man who will run your bath. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So, would you prefer Pilates? And by Pilates, I mean Pilates Plus that Courtney and I do together, and we see each other, and when we don't see, like, if we miss one, so we go Tuesdays, Thursdays, everyone, okay? If we miss one, we don't text. If we miss two, we're like, where are you, and are you okay? And so Courtney texted me last Thursday, and I knew I I literally almost texted you Wednesday to say, I am not going to be there tomorrow. But instead, I didn't. And so, sure enough, she goes Thursday morning. She's like, I miss you. And I'm like, oh, it's my anniversary. Well, because you were on vacation and I was on vacation. It's been three weeks. And so, it had been a while. And truly, I'm glad you didn't text me and tell me you weren't going because I wouldn't have gone. I told myself, you have to go to see Melissa. And then, as I was driving there, I thought, what are you going to do if she's not there, how are you going to handle this? They realize I had this much influence on Courtney and her workout. So I drive up. That's when I drive up next to the car that looks just like oh, yours. And no, I thought it was here. you. And I was like, Missy. And then I look over and I was like, oh, I don't know you. It was a real big moment. But, but you we, still went in? But I still went. Well, yeah, it's too early to 
abandoned at that point. Well, and especially if you walk in and Andrew sees you. Like, what are you going to do? Leave? You'll never hear the end of that. Yeah. And I am motivated by financial consequences. Oh, that is right. Yeah. It's the $8 or $12. Yeah. I don't remember how much it is. But we have a good group of Pilates. It's like the same ladies that go. It is. It's nice. It's... And we all know each other and, you know. Um, it's fun. It is more fun when Courtney's there, though. I think it's more fun when you're there, it, it It just is. Yeah. It's a good vibe. Yeah, so, um, okay, so would you rather do Pilates or go for a run? Right now I'm going to say go for a run because I just started training for my 200-mile relay race in October. That you're going to run how many miles? So I'm going to run anywhere from 13 to 20 over three legs in 24 hours. And I just started training for this, and so I'm willing it into the things that I love to do right now. Okay. So that I'll continue to do it. I mean, I'll go run with you, but oh, I'm not man. a fast runner. Well, that's okay. I'm a jogger. Yeah, I probably am too. Okay, would you rather watch a TV show or a movie? I don't really watch a lot of shows yeah, or movies, so I would say I'd rather read a book. Yeah. This is why we're friends. <laughs> um, beach or mountains? <sighs> Sorry, I had to ask it. I know what mine would be, but I'm not being asked the question. You don't really have to choose. You could. I was gonna say. I think maybe. both. I, I have such a an equal appreciation for both of them, and I think they both have their space in my repertoire of leisurely activities. Okay. And would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? Ooh, I would say. This is by far my favorite question. To ask. I'm an extroverted introvert. Okay. What does that mean? It means it means that I can absolutely talk to people, be social, own a big room. I mean, for work, I often stand up and give really big presentations in front of large groups. I'm fine with that. Networking with people is great. But I also love to be alone. I can go. I've been on a trip by myself for a week. Um, I love to spend time by myself and often recharge that way. So I think that it's, for me, it means that I'm sort of a blend of both of those. Can somebody be an introverted extrovert? I don't feel like that's possible. I don't think so. Okay. I think no, you're I think I'm like you. Because I have extroverted qualities, but like I get my energy from being by myself. Yeah, I love to be alone. Often to the point where it offends people in my life. I'm like, it's really not about you at all. It's about me. <laughs> and you're like, I am establishing boundaries. That's right. Which I try and, to and do and very diligently. those boundaries. Yes. Um, we all know what I am, so I won't even go into that. Sometimes I, I, I want a little bit more introversion. Why? I don't know. I feel like introverted people are just calmer and they're not as high strung and they don't get as emotional as I do. So I feel like we focus too much on the negatives of whatever thing we are. I was just listening to another podcast yesterday about this new personality assessment. I don't know if you're all familiar with Adam Grant. He's an organizational psychologist, which is what I've just finished studying and I'm super interested in, but he has a phenomenal podcast called Work Life. And there's another person who does that work. Anyway, they were talking about, he created this new personality assessment that pulls from other personality assessments that we know about. And when people take it, they have very strong feelings about their results. Like either they 
try to use confirmation bias to say, yes, absolutely, I'm that because of X, Y, and Z, and this is a good thing. Or they say, oh, I hate that about myself because I'm too loud. They focus on the negative qualities of that thing. And I'm like, no, but there's not a right or wrong. There are so many things that are great about you that I can't do because you have these qualities that I don't possess. Right, and I don't disagree with that. I just think that sometimes we compare ourselves to other people and, you know, other people's demeanor is um, just a little bit more calmer, a little bit calmer than mine. For sure. I mean, not saying for sure other people no, are it calmer is. than I mean, I'm saying I understand the idea. I'm like a type A plus, but I'm not OCD, which is kind of weird. But you're probably, it's that old saying that you're comparing somebody else's highlight reel to your, you know, what happens in your home privately. Oh, yeah, that's And that's true. not entirely fair. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm a blast. You know? For sure. Like, I am my number one fan. I'm like, everybody clearly wants to hang out with me. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes there is just a time and place to dial it down just a little bit. I'm working on that. Yeah. I, well, I think you're fantastic. Thank Nobody you sees me raging around my house, so you think I'm calm. And I think you still require alone time, too. So every once in a while, um, you get really burnt out. I get, I get burned out where I am like this week will be a week that this weekend it's supposed to rain all weekend. Not upset about it. I need to read Maybe it's changing. Maybe you're sort of becoming more introverted. You don't even realize it. Well, but I don't people... know if that's in the rule book if that actually No, no, no. <laughs> I think it's, I think some of it has to do with who, how do you get energy? So... I mean, it's still, let's say let's say go 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 all week, and Saturday I have an event. That Saturday I will still be like, oh my god, I'm so excited to be here, and I'll be very energized. I probably won't be able to sleep. I'll probably send out emails or make a list of all the people that I saw, or email Lainey at eleven o'clock at night and be like, this is what we're going to talk about on the podcast. Uh, but you're right. I mean, like Patrick says, Patrick equates me to a robot. He says like when my alarm goes off in the morning, I just like you know pop out of bed. Which is not an accurate statement. It's just what he thinks because he's in a sound sleep. So, like, he does not know that I've been up and maybe, like, looking at my, you know, some my iPad or something to help wake me up. Which, by the way, are blackout curtains. Game changer. Y'all, how did I live without these things? Yeah. The other morning I woke Patrick up, it was, like, Saturday or Sunday, and I woke him up and it was, like, 8.30. And I just wanted to tell him something. I don't remember what it was. And he was, like... It's like 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, no, it's actually 8.30. And he thought I was lying to him because that is how dark our room is. Yeah. yeah. They're fantastic. They are. But no, I don't, contrary to popular belief by my husband, I do not just pop out of bed. But I am very motivated in the morning to get up and exercise. And I do have, a, I am pretty high energy. Yeah. I, I would say I'm, I have energy. I prefer to have one-on-one really in-depth conversations and interactions with someone than just like a bunch of high level, give me your elevator pitch about who you are and what you do. Although that's important, right? They're both important, but I would prefer to sit and just really go deep on some fun topic with somebody. Do you like to be center of attention? No. Okay. I do not. But I don't mind, what's funny about that is I don't mind speaking in front of large groups or facilitating training sessions, you know, all of these things that I do professionally. I don't have a problem doing that at all, and I don't mind speaking in front of people, but I'm also not the focus. The topic is the focus, or what we're talking about is the focus, or the people that I'm working with are the focus. I don't love 
for people to, like, I don't love public recognition or things like that. So with 40 Under 40 last year, there, well, one, I didn't get to go to the event for circumstances beyond my control. Um, And it was a very much more, like, slimmed down event. And I was very, even if I would have been able to go, I was actually thankful for that because I don't really, in let's see, how do I put this? I didn't really want to, like, have to, get a table, and then invite people to come to that table and come to that event for me. Yes. So when I did Dancing for Big Buddy, you know, everybody that was there, I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much for coming out on a Saturday night. Like, Maggie came. Uh, Catherine from our office came. You know, and people bought tables. And, I mean, they wanted they bought tables because it is entertainment and definitely, you know, like, funny entertainment to watch all these people dance. But, yeah, I'm not really big into that either. It's like I like to be center of attention. But only to a certain extent. Yeah. But people do that because they love to support you. They it's do. funny because I love to support other people in that way. You are very supportive, Courtney. But I'm... Um, <laughs> thank you. But it's hard for me to accept that. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, it's in my professional development plan. Oh, well. I uh, But Courtney and I had a great affirmation lunch. And it was more of a Melissa affirmation or Courtney giving me affirmation. I mean, she made me feel like I'm the strongest human being in the, on this planet. I think affirmation lunches are such an important, necessary part of life as a female in business. I will say, I know y'all give shout outs on this show. And I think public recognition for big accomplishments is really important, like celebrating successes. But I've always been a really big fan of the unsung acts and heroes in life. Like the person who starts the meal train when you have a baby or you're going through a tough time or the person who just drops a little happy off on your porch because they know you need a pick-me-up. Like that's the kind of stuff I feel like we need to celebrate more and we can do that in an affirmation lunch. So if you have a group of, of lady friends, Go have an affirmation lunch and tell each other how wonderful you are. I do believe in that, too. I I don't know who said this, but the little pay attention to the little things, mm-hmm. so the little things are the big things, and yeah. they go a long way, and they're easy to do, typically, Yep. and they have big yeah. impact. I think that's the stuff we need to do more of. Well, and I mean, I think that, and you, you have put down on your questionnaire, that was just so lovely, and it was completed, um, you know, about having a female tribe. Oh. Gotta have one. Oh, I mean, I think without question, I think that's one of the things, and I feel like I didn't do anything to intentionally build it, but I have somehow managed to surround myself with such amazing, strong, fearless, supportive females, and I underestimated how much I needed that when I was younger, and it's really such a huge blessing to have, um, to go through life with and in the adult friendships, right? Like I didn't know you in high school or college or anything like that. And those people are special in a certain way, but it's also really special when as an adult, you can make a friend who is easily slotted into that, to that tribe. So I think there's such huge value in that. I'm part of her tribe. Of course. She's part of mine. Alrighty guys. Well, that was super fun. It was fun. Thank y'all so much. Thank this was you, a blast. Courtney. I'm so glad I got to see you today. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have anything that makes us happy, Maggie, to wrap up with? Things that make us happy. Well, we kind of talked about a lot of happy things. I know. This whole conversation has made me happy. Um, I got a bird feeder because I'm just trying to be like an old lady. I got a hammock and a bird feeder. I think you mentioned this one two weeks ago. But the squirrels. I know where you're going. The squirrels attacked it. Oh, that's right. I just got like a plastic one. I had no idea that the squirrels were going to... Just claw into it, bite into it, no idea. 
I went back and I got a metal one this time. Squirrels are savage. I got a squirrel thing specifically for them. But I looked out my window this morning and the squirrel is looking at the bird feeder. Like, and you're like, back off, That buddy. is not for you. I got you one. It's on the other tree. So I'm a little, I guess this is not happy. But it was. It's, it's Matthew but now versus I'm squirrel. Like, does anybody know how to keep the squirrels in their air? Stay in your lane, squirrels. See, our well, bird feeder's just hanging like Patrick hung it up. So I don't know. I mean, I guess a squirrel could, in theory, get on our roof and get down on it. But we haven't had that issue. I don't think squirrels stay in their lane. No. I don't. Think they don't care. They run across the road when a car's coming. They are savage. Oh, yes, I mean, do. they look so cute, but they will chew up anything and everything. They so get their little. Are you saying that they're not gonna just go to their little squirrel corn on the cob thing? They're gonna stay messing up my bird feeders. So I'm not trying to make any claims about squirrels <laughs> that are hard and fast. I'm not a squirrel expert, and I'm not trying to pretend to be one. I'm mainly transferring my own frustration about my experience with squirrels in the past onto your story. Okay. But it's. Hmm. I would say it's not impossible because. Don't give up just yet. Yeah. Keep it. This is kind of like a, use it as an experiment. I'll keep okay. going. Yeah. All right, please. Um, I did. I um, I did want to say, and this is the thing that makes me happy this week, and it actually makes me happy all the time. Is I'm very, very proud of our team. We just bring in work back to it. But Maggie and I, you know, work together and do the podcast together. Um, so our firm's fiscal year end is May 31, and we just closed out our books, and we had. We had a pretty good year of growth. Maggie's smiling because for the past month, I'm like, we're flat and it's okay, but it's not really okay because like, I don't like to be flat, even though I'm, I know that it happens. But anyway, and, and a lot of this stuff we don't know until we actually close our books. So I'm really proud of uh, the, the team that we have over at Sentinel. Um, they, they just really do a fantastic job, super cohesive, and also proud of Maggie who got a promotion. Yay, Maggie! <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So she's really rocked it in the business development area and in the administration of retirement plans, and has been a huge, huge help to me in terms of onboarding new clients and building relationships. So see, she's kind of blushing. She doesn't like all of this awesome. either. Awesome. So um, the team really is great. So any Sentinel team member, if you're listening, y'all are great. And then the last thing, I, and I really want to mention this person again in our firm. But Denise Sai is the billing manager for our department specifically in these closeouts. I'm, I'm not going to go into boring detail. It takes, it is tedious and time consuming. And she worked all weekend, the weekend before our internal deadline to get it done. So, um, you know, you got to be grateful and thankful for people like that. So we'll end on that note. Yeah. So screw you, squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> Take Say, that. screw you, I got a promotion. Mm. So I hope everyone has a great week uh, and is continuing to have a good summer. And thanks again, Courtney. Yeah, thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.